Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Well, hello again. It's that time again. Are everybody ready? It's the holiday season. I hope that you've done well. This is Dr. Mel Butler, and you're listening to Faces Going Places. Faces Going Places is a nonprofit 501c3 sponsored by the Biff Group Technologies. And folks, you are in for a treat today. I tell you, it's so much fun being right here and be more talking to all the talented folks and things are happening and be more that you need to know about. This show is positive, so if you're negative, please don't call us and we won't call you. But we're going to be having some interesting people on the show this week. And I know some of you may identify with them. How many of you have ever thought about going into your own business and making some money? Well, we're going to talk about how you do that. How many of you have ever thought about maybe having an idea that could get on the market and maybe make some money, something like, meh, I have a million dollars, five million dollars, ten million dollars. Well, what if you were like one gentleman that just had an idea and sold it to a company for $15 million? Well, that could be you. So when you listen to Faces Going Places, those are the type of things that you'll be finding out about. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on with Faces Going Places these days. We have a uh, entertainment group, and we like to put on things that are benefit to the community, such as golf tournaments, basketball games. If you got your, your iPhone or something or your computer nearby, why don't you look up a team called the Harlem Wizards? The Harlem Wizards are very, very much like the Globetrotters, but believe it or not, They've been around longer than the Globetrotters. A lot of people don't know that. Absolutely. We handle the, the Harlem Globetrotters, but we also handle the Harlem Wizards. The big difference is the Globetrotters are a team that just play for entertainment, sort of like the circus. They play for money, not to really help the community, and they're owned by people that's called a conglomerate. That means they're the big companies that just do things, make the money, and then they move on to something else. The Harlem Wizards, on the other hand, are quite different. Now, they do the same thing. They have the same number of teams. By the way, they each have four teams that play in different places all the time. And the players come from the community, come from your city, and the four teams play 150 games in eight months. Their season is eight months long, and each of them play about 150 games. Well, now Baltimore is on that list of cities that entertain you with the Harlem Wizards. So if you have a nonprofit or you're just starting in business and you need some help and knowing how to raise funds, then you want to give us a call. 
you can call us at the number 443-650-2142. And if you have a nonprofit, if you don't, we have people that can help you set up a nonprofit and you can have some fundraisers that don't make a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred dollars. But how about a fundraiser that can get your group maybe an additional, say, ten thousand dollars, maybe fifty thousand dollars? And if you have a fundraising project, it might do more. That's what Faces Going Places is all about. So we would love for you to call in if you have a question. Uh, you want to know something about an idea, you want to know something about an invention, then give us a call. Uh, we had letters last week, and a couple people emailed me and wanted to know, what is it that I do? Well, what we do, it's called technology commercialization. G Google, if you Google technology commercialization, and the definition is there. It's very complicated to tell you over the phone, but I'll give it a shot. Let's say you have an idea, and that idea you think would help society in some way. Well, you could send that idea confidential, confidentially to us. Email it to me at butler, B-U-T-1-T-L-E-R, butler1712 at yahoo.com. And we'll take a look at your idea. And if it looks like it has some possibility, then we will set up an appointment, bring you in, listen to your idea. And if that idea has what we call commercial potential, then you might be on your way to uh, something that puts you in history, such as the gentleman that did Hot Pockets. Do you know the gentleman that did Hot Pockets, which was one of our clients? He was a photographer. He was a photographer working for, for the gentleman that was the secretary of the Commerce Department in Washington, D.C. And we had centers, six of us had centers that were called Technology Commercialization Centers. Those centers would, let, would help you free of charge with your idea from the time you thought about it until it actually got on the marketplace. And there are a lot of people out there still to this day who had something they thought about, maybe woke up one in the middle of the night and after a few months see somebody else with the same idea. That's because ideas are just like people. When you, when you have an idea, it doesn't go away. It's out there in the universe somewhere and somebody else can intercept or somebody else can get that same idea and because they did something that maybe you didn't do, they got the resources and had someone assist them in bringing that product to the marketplace. So Faces Going Places is a nonprofit, 501c3, and that is what we do. We help the community help themselves. We engage the community with the business community, with the education community, so that as one big family, we work to help one another. So we're going to be listening today for your calls and hopefully some of the people that are already doing some fantastic things that we know, that we worked with, will be sharing this story with you, how they got started, what they do, what their product is, and most importantly, how it will benefit the community. And you're one of the persons in the community because, folks, it's time that we truly help one another. These are perilous times that we're living in. Things are really, really tough. 
But we're tough people, and I know that when we do things together, then it makes a big, big difference. Somebody, I had another letter, and let me see what it says here. Okay, this is a letter that wants to know. They heard that AFRAM, how were we involved in AFRAM? Well, actually, AFRAM, that was not the name of it when it first started. It was actually, we trained the model cities. There were six model cities councils in Baltimore. And one of the model cities councils, uh, model cities council E, run by a gentleman by the name of Irvin Conway, his students and the, the kids in the after-school programs asked us one day, well, we asked them why they would pay so much attention to drug dealers, pimps, and people on the street. And their answer was, well, you guys don't have anything that interests us. You drive old cars, and we did. Sometimes we had to get together and push them so they would start. She said, you don't dress like those guys. They're sharp, they dress, and they always have lots of money. So if we grow up, if we grow up, we want to be sort of like them, successful. We don't really want to be in the crime. We don't really want to do bad things. But you guys make us not want to be like you. Look at those raggedy cars you got out there. Look at your shoes. They're worn over. And so that was where the idea started for what was called Salute to Soul Festival. Later was called AFRAM. Now, why is that so important? Because in Baltimore, AFRAM would start it almost 35 years ago. Started because the young people got together and decided, can we do that? And yes, you can do that. So we had a contract that came from Mayor William Donald Schaefer from the city of Baltimore, and it was for $5,000. That $5,000 was for us to teach the community, work with the community, and help them have things that would make them self-reliant, self-dependent, and able to come down without burning down the city and get the city to help them because they were the taxpayers. So we did. A group of young people, not old people like me. I was young then. But they got, we got together, went downtown, and everybody said, well, where are you going to have it? Nobody wanted to give us the land and let us have the first place, so we said, fine. Well, we'll do, we'll have it in the center of the city. So right down in front of what was then called the Hilton Hotel in the plaza, the gas and electric company on one side and that little bit of land down there, we got our tables from the Department of Recreation. We got help from a group called SNCC and a group called CORE, and we invited the street vendors, all of the street vendors, they used to be out on the street. You guys are too young to probably know about that. But the leader was a guy called Earring John. And he was over the street vendors. A man named Cleve Brister was in charge of entertainment. And then the young people wanted to have a parade, which we had never, ever had in our whole, whole life. Well, the young people again got together, worked all the time, wrote letters. And through Cleve Brister, who was over the teen centers, got together with the kids, and actually put together a parade. But there was a monkey wrench thrown into it. The gas and electric company did not want the event to be down in the center of the city because they thought somebody would break the windows or a riot would start. So they were pulling 
They were trying to stop everybody, and all the leaders that could have been there kind of walked away or hid under the table or someplace. And they were about to stop it. There was not going to be a Salute to Soul Festival in Baltimore. The only person that could stop it would be the mayor. So Mayor William Donald Schaefer called me and my team, and we met with him. And he said, do you guys think that you can pull this thing off? We said, we do. And, and with that, the mayor said, okay, I will withdraw and will not take the permit, causing you guys not to have it. If you think you can have it, let's go ahead and have it. Well, we, we figured nothing to lose. We would try, and we put it together. No one thought more than 5,000 people would ever come downtown for something that was put together by the inner city community. Well, it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and the crowd estimates were so high that the police department did not want to report it. We found out, and it was filmed, by the way, the thing that saved us was a teacher from Emerson High School named Bill Jessup. He was what they call a cinematographer, the only one that I ever met in my life, and he filmed the event. And the estimates were on the first Salute to Soul Festival, which later became AFRAM, there were over 50,000 people that attended that event. And as a gentleman named Paul Harvey said, now you know the rest of the story. Many politicians that are out there today owe the success to the Salute to Soul Festival. If anybody denies it, they can come on the radio show and we'll get them straight. That's all of them. Lots of people, such as Kwaisi Mfume, Larry Young, Kurt Anderson, Junior Anderson, all of those people owe their success in part to the togetherness of the people in the community of Baltimore City. So we have a lot of positive history that we could be talking about, we could be improving upon, and that's what this show hopes to do. Bring some people together, let our young people have the ideas of the future. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you could be involved and how you could be a part of moving forward. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Well, welcome back to Faces Going Places. I'll tell you, this is an exciting time to be alive and be around and making things happen. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. How's that, everybody doing? Hey, Dr. Butler. Hey, that sounds like hot sauce. Hot sauce, is that you? Yeah, it is. I tell you, you did you eat a lot of whatever it was that they were serving today? Did you, Is your belly full? You were out of town, weren't you? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was out of town, down in my hometown in Norfolk, Virginia. And Norfolk? I did eat a lot, but I also burned it off because Mama <laughs> had plenty for me to do. So well, <laughs> all them calories were gone by Friday afternoon. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, you know, I, we may have some new listeners on the line. Now, Reggie is a national trainer. Reggie, why don't you just tell them, the new people that are on the line, a little about what you do because they may want to use your services. And they should want to use your services. So tell them a little bit about what you do. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, I'm um, as you said, I'm, I work my own company, Sweat and Go. I'm a fitness trainer, group and personal trainer, and uh, national trainer with the WIC Association. Um, I do conferences all across the country and train ages, I like to say, from four to 104. Wow. Athletes, novices, seniors. Anybody that wants to get their body right so that they can carry out their God-given assignment, that's what I do, and keep their body healthy and strong to maintain it. Well, that's fantastic. But, you know, when I met you, I was kind of roly-poly. And my cat told me I need to get some service. I didn't listen to the cat at first because I thought something was wrong with that cat. And I decided... I decided that, okay, I'll listen to this cat. The cat, and but I'll tell you why I listened to the cat. The cat said, okay, okay, you are SOS, first of all. I didn't know what it was, but he said, you are SOS. And he said, now, you don't have to listen to me. He said, but as a roly-poly human being, you have what? One life, right? Yeah, okay, right. cat, I got one life. And he said, how many lives do I have? What do you mean? He said, well, how many lives do cats have? I said, nine. He said, well, I don't know much about math, but if you only got one life and you make a wrong step, you are gone. But if I make one a wrong step, I still got eight more. So people can listen to me eight times. They can only listen to you one time and you will be out of here. Hmm. Okay, so I listened to the cat. And Reggie, as my trainer, Reggie, you gave me some water. And I have been drinking water all my life. But you gave me some water, and that water was different. Can you explain to me why that water was different and why now I'm addicted to water? Whoever heard of somebody being addicted to water? <laughs> what did you do to that water, and what is in that water that makes it so good? It's got to be healthy because I'm still probably a little roly-poly, but not as roly-poly as I used to be. So what was in that water that makes it so good, and how will our listeners be able to benefit? From the water. Well, and what you, it actually is is from a company called Canyon Water. Canyon, say that word again. Uh, alkaline water. Say that. Say uh, it slow. Canyon, and it's developed through a machine that attached to the faucet, purifies the water and infuses it with hydrogen. And what it is is, it's such a high antioxidant that it builds your body from the cellular level. It balances all the uh, balances everything out in your body and causes your systems to work more efficiently. Your digestive system, your respiratory system, your circulatory system. So everything, your, your metabolism, everything is heightened and works at a top efficiency. So that means your body is really designed to take in fat, but also get rid of excess fat when things are done properly, when it has that adjustment that it needs. So what is happening is that your body is actually Look, it's taking a survey, and anything it doesn't need is getting rid of. 
excess fat your body doesn't need. So mm. your body is getting rid of that. It's fortifying your body to do what it was made to do and building you from the cellular level. And because the water is so light, it's easy to drink it. You can drink, it's easy to drink. You can drink a half gallon of that water down within five minutes because it's so light. It doesn't weight you down. It oh, doesn't have okay. all the sediments and impurities and, and chemicals that come with tap water and even with some bottled water. It's almost like drinking, it's almost like liquid steam almost, but it has such a hydrogen, high hydrogen content that it actually alkalinizes and breaks the pH up in your body which eradicates any viruses and things and sicknesses in your body also. Well, you know, I was talking to one of my clients, and uh, some, I read a report, I think it was last week, about all the different impurities that are found in a lot of the waters that they sell that's supposed to be clean and pure. And they ranked them, and mm-hmm. it's amazing if people would uh, look that up or, and find out how many bad things are in the water that we run around carrying the bottles of water, and it's, it's worse than the tap water that we drink. And the other thing yeah. I heard, I don't know, you have to verify it because you're the expert. I heard that that water that you guys do, you can carry it on an airplane. How can you do that? They wouldn't even let me carry some medication on the airplane, let alone water. Is that true? I mean, yeah. it's got, how can, how yes, can that it happen? Is. It, it, yes, it is. The, the, the company has actually gotten that water certified through uh, CSA and through, TS, through the TSA Association and the FAA Travel Association, where it's certifiable, where it has no MPL properties, no radioactive properties, where it actually is licensed and certified to be able to carry on the airplane. So if I was going through baggage, um, well, going through the, 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 the TSA check where you have to take off your shoes and what have you, and if you have any liquids, you have to dispose of them. I have a certificate where I can hand that to the TSA representative and they will allow me to take that water on. Even if it's, even if they run it through the machine, it will pass through customs. Yeah. So the machine makes the water alkaline? Uh, what does the machine make? It, it makes it... Uh, so it's really the machine, right, that, that treats the water or what? Right. It, makes, it treats the water, makes it alkaline. It uses the hydrogen and cleans it to the highest degree that water can be cleaned too. Mm. That's, that's allowable on the plane. So how would a customer, if somebody wanted to get that, could they get it from you? Could they get, I guess it, a company, it would be better for them to get the machine and put it in the office, right? Right. They can get that from the company or get it through my website, which is strongwater.yourbodyiswater.com. That's all Say that again? Strongwater. What? dot your body is water dot com. They could go on the website, look at all the videos and information on the site and order a machine right off that site. Or if they wanted to get water from me, um, um I sell it at three dollars a gallon and all they have to do is get a bottle to me and I can fill it up and get it to them. So that's something that we can try on the Holland Wizards who are coming to town. We can try it out on them. Definitely. I want to put two coolers out, two big coolers out, and let that be the water that they're drinking during timeout, before, during the game, 
and what have you. So you'll be at, you'll be at the Harlem. So that means you'll be at the Harlem Wizards game that we we're, we're having uh, uh, this weekend. Uh, hopefully, people will come out there and get a chance to meet you. Oh yeah, definitely. They can the sample the water too. Exactly. Okay. That, that sounds like a winner. Well, listeners, you know, you can call in if you have some questions for uh, Reggie. We call him Hot Sauce. but uh, So I call him Reggie in the Hot Sauce. But you can call him Reggie, you know. You doesn't have to call him Hot Sauce. You can call him Reggie. <laughs> well, Reggie, you know, that's good information. Listeners, that's the kind of thing we want. We want people like Reggie to come on that's knowledgeable about the things that are out there to make us healthy and everybody, you see people running. So if you're running and exercising and doing all that stuff and you, I guess, Reggie, if they drink that water, then they would be, would they be able to run more, last longer? Um, what are some of the benefits uh, to that person in layman's terms? Uh, what it will actually do is actually, uh, it will uh, give them more energy Um any allergens, it deals with allergens, deals with eczema, it deals with it deals with uh, gout. As a matter, as a matter of fact, I went and got some water to give to my pastor I'm here in one of my side rooms here at my church, and I just gave some to my pastor because he was dealing with gout and to hardly to hardly walk around, and so I went and got him some water. And he's up there preaching hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. we can we can use that, and, and nonprofits can use that as a fundraising uh, uh, article, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so we'll include that, uh, listeners. So it'd be one of the things you can get questions answered and find out more about it by uh, calling Faces Going Places again. That number is four four three six five zero two one four two. And Reggie, I found out so many things since I met you. You are ambassador for another product that I haven't tried it yet, but I've heard every time you have it, I hear people commenting on it. What about uh, this thing for the feet? Uh, some I saw you wearing socks, and everybody asked about those socks. And w- tell us about what what why would somebody wear a sock outside and all day long? I guess we're accustomed to wearing shoes, but you wear the sock. What is it with, with those socks? Is a cat litter or is something inside that sock? Because my cat will try to pull tricks on me. You don't have a side deal with my cat, do you? Unfortunately, I don't. Okay, well, tell us about those socks. And I'm not going to tell the cat. He is sitting in the corner looking at me like I am stupid. He already calls me SOS. But tell us about tell us about the socks. And I hope he can't understand. Yeah, actually, um, what it is is by a company called Kenneth. K-I-N-I-S. K-I-N-I-S. K-I-N-I-S dot com. Mm-hmm. And what it is is barefoot technology. It is looks like a sock, but there's a sole under it. And what the shoes are designed to do is activate the 25 bones and the tendons and ligaments in your feet to help them perform and work better. The key to your body is actually in your feet. Every nerve in it and every organ in your body is in the bottom of your foot. And what that tennis sole does is it causes your feet to respond and activate the way they were originally made to activate your arches, your ankles, and that leads to relief in your knees, relief in your hips, better posture. Uh, this better movement through space 
and lower, um, minimizing lower back pain by actually strengthening your feet to move the way they were supposed to move. A lot of Christian shoes, uh, they actually make our feet lazy and have handicapped our feet uh, because our feet, because of the cushioning, our feet have gotten weaker over the years. And what that sole does is help your feet to get stronger so that your feet can respond stronger. Actually, dovetailers and, and pro kids and shoes like that were better for our feet than a lot of the Christian shoes are now. And what that does is it takes us back to the natural alignment of our natural alignment of our feet and which relates the natural alignment of our body. They're dynamite shoes, okay. light shoes, um, and it's, like I said, it's the website is fitness.com. Well, well, we'll have to take that to one of our sponsors because we have a sp- one of our sponsors that sponsors this show, the Bith Group Technologies. Those guys, they, they play basketball a lot, and they do a lot of stuff in the community. Maybe they can be our guinea pig, too. Maybe, uh, And we're going to have him as a guest one day, uh, Mr. Bob Wallace, and he's one of the sponsors. The Bith Group Technologies is a sponsor of our, pro, our show, folks, and mm-hmm. we want to share this kind of information because they do a lot in the community that you don't know about behind the scenes. It's one of the uh, greatest philanthropists that I've ever met. And he's always looking at new ideas and things that will benefit the community. Many times they don't even know about it. So maybe I can get you guys together, uh, Reggie. And, uh, uh, you know, he sponsored the show uh, just for that reason, to find out ways that he can do more in the community. He does a lot. But, you know, guys like that and people say, well, we don't see them openly doing a lot. Well, that's because you know how people are. And once you hit the lottery, then there are people you got that are not related to you that go back 600 years that all of a sudden can find your phone number and want to get in touch with you. But look, when we come back, and I thank you for calling in today, and thank you for coming back and getting here from Virginia and telling us uh, how we can have a healthier body. So folks, you know what? Faces Going Places is going to take a little commercial break, and we'll be right back with you in a couple minutes, so don't touch that doll. We'll be back in a while. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Welcome back, folks, to Faces Going Places, another fantastic week that we're into, and we know our listeners are enjoying the show because of the number of emails that we had coming in uh, to talk about this fantastic production studio we are operating out of, and the questions are coming in, how can you get in touch, and all of this you can find out by uh, supporting Faces Going uh, Places, which is a 501c3 sponsored by the Bith Group Technologies. 
And we are proud to be here in Baltimore talking about things that can lead you to a better job, uh, a better business opportunity, how, do, how you can develop your business, finance your business, support your business, and get some things done. You know, we get a lot of uh, emails asking us questions about the show and about the history of people that appear on our show. And I think you're going to get a good history lesson with the show because what we do looks like the overwhelming question is they hear this word called Genesis marketing. And people say, well, what is Genesis marketing? Or I don't know, or there's no such thing as Genesis marketing. And, uh, there is a thing such as Genesis marketing, and that's what we do. What is Genesis marketing? Well, think about the Bible. Genesis is what? The first book in the Bible? Well, Genesis with regard to marketing is the first thing. The first thing you have to do or first thing that happens is an idea. People have ideas. You would not believe the number of people that have ideas that they never act upon. They think of that idea. A year goes by, sometimes two years go by, and they look around and they see that very thing that they thought about, and now it's on the market. Well, Genesis, Genesis marketing means a idea or a product or a concept that's taken from its very beginning through all the stages that it takes to get that product on the market. That means that person, and there are not very many in the United States, probably about four people counting myself, that can do or that will do Genesis marketing. That means a person brings an idea to us. Tell us about that idea. Ask us whether that idea would make it on the market or if it can even get on the market. An uh, example of that is a gentleman who named Clarence Noakes. By the way, any of the stories that I give you on this can be verified. Many of my clients, they are listed on Google because what they had actually changed the industry. I have a client, I had a client from Washington, D.C. His name was Clarence Noakes. You can look that up, Clarence Noakes, Washington, D.C. He had an idea. He didn't like cutting the lawn because of dangers that was involved in using a power mower on the lawn. So he came up with an idea how can I cut the lawn without getting tired and uh, not being out in the sun too long? So he came up with a, his idea was, can he come up, could he come up with a robot of some kind that could do the work of cutting the lawn for him? The first thing, he had the idea. The next thing was he had to have that idea, first of all, make sure it was patented, that nobody else had such a thing which requires researching and looking at the, in the patent office, which is out of Alexandria, Virginia, and looking, sometimes it takes hours and sometimes it may take months to see if anybody has that idea. Then you have to certify it, write it down, put it in writing, and either turn it in to the patent office or sign it, date it, and mail it to yourself, uncertified letter. Once that's done, then you've officially made notice to the world that this is your idea. You came upon this idea at a certain date, certain time, and verified by the fact that you got it notarized by the U.S. Postal Service. Once that idea is there, then fine. Well, how does it work? Can we, can we make a copy of it? Do you have a copy of it? That means you have to get a drafts person or somebody that would design the product and in the design, show how the product will work. 
if they're moving parts to the product, each part has to be drawn and drawn right to the scale and others to the measurement that it would take to put it out there. Once you do that, and that is usually done by somebody who knows how to draw pretty good. You can draw a rough copy uh, if you, you know, if you want to, and your drawing could be the draft, and you could have somebody finalize it and fine-tune it later. So you have the idea, you go research, see if anybody else has it. If they do, you can't do it. If they don't, then you can do the next step. You can get a copy drawn of what it should look like, what it will do, what will it do, how is it new, how will it benefit the world and society. Once you've done that, now you need what's called a prototype. If it is a product, you need a prototype. If it is a service, then you need a copyright or you need to write it up and what it would do because uh, things also can be patented such as systems, an educational system, an educational idea that is different from the idea that is already out there. Now, sometimes you can make a thing that's out there better. That's called an innovation that also falls under Genesis Marketing. But once you have a draft of it, you get someone to do a prototype if it's a thing that moves, such as something that you can flush the toilet without touching the toilet stool. You have to show how that item would work. Now, some people don't have the money. Each one of these phases and stages costs money. So you're at step three, and that is you have your prototype. Someone would make the prototype. Generally, a professional person, if it has moving parts, usually it has to be some sort of an engineer. And patents are filed by categories. There are different types of patents. There is a mechanical patent. There is a electrical patent. There is a design patent, which, by the way, is the most easily sought and most sought after patent of all is a design patent. When you do a T-shirt or when you do a different type of hat, cap, anything like that, that it just requires a design. So it's a hat. Everybody's got a hat. But what's different about your hat? Maybe the way the, the bill is or maybe the part flap jumps up and serves as a sun visor in addition to a hat. So the design patent is the easiest one that you can apply for. You're going to apply for that yourself if you want to. You could uh, have the idea, put it on paper, draw it up, take it to the patent office, and for a slight fee, if you do it yourself, it's not too expensive. You can get a patent lawyer that will help you get your your design or your patent on the market. The people at Shark Tank, those of you who watch uh, Shark Tank, Shark Tank is a program that came out of them watching what we do at the, at the technology commercialization centers. Now you have it, you have it drawn up, you have the prototype, and most schools, if you go to some of the colleges, they usually have a department that, such as Morgan State, Morgan has a lot of engineers. You could take the product and introduce it to Morgan and ask for assistance, assistance by the students that are, say, in the engineering program. And if they look at it, they may help you design a prototype. They may help you with a lot of stages. And if the product is good enough and can help enough people, they might even, even stick with you until the product actually gets on the market. Because once you have the prototype, now you have to do presentations to different industries where does this fit in the industries? 
Now, you cannot patent or you cannot get anything on the market that serves as a threat to any of the industries that we depend upon. An example is the gasohol. Most of you may not be old enough, but some of you are, to remember when there was a gas shortage and we couldn't get gas, then some people called the Southwest Farmers Association came up with an idea that they could take the corn and they could make the corn into fuel that they could burn in the cars, in the automobile. And it was called gasohol, part gasoline and part of uh, the liquid substance that they got from the corn. And it was the Southwest Farmers uh, Association that came up with that. That was a black group in the South. And to prove what we call proof of concept, that means you had the idea, you patented the idea, you got the prototype, you got the design, you got it in the category of being a, a design patent, and now you've got to prove that it work, works. That's called proof of concept. What they did, how did they do this? They got an actress named Denise Nichols, and they took a tractor, and they got the gas hall and put it in big, big cans and put it on the tractor and used gas hall to drive that tractor up and to the lawn of the White House. That was how they got publicity about it working. Now, the only problem about that, Southwest Farmers Association, who really could have controlled the whole market, but some of the oil companies, particularly one that begins with a T, and I'm not going to say Texaco because that's who it was, they wanted to control that. They did not want that on the market. So what they did, they tried to buy out the Southwest Farmers Association, and someone bought, paid enough money to stop them from putting the gas hole out at that time. And they stored it, billions of gallons of it. Now, now when you go to the gas pump and you look at your gas, look at the little sign that's on the pump, and you might see on that sign that this product contains X percentage of gasol. So it's not 100% gasoline. At most of the stations, probably over 90% of the stations have a mixture of gasoline and the gasohol, primarily made from corn. Well, that was one of the products, of course, that uh, we were right in the middle of seeing whether it would work or not. Now, that's another idea. If you have a better burning energy, a better burning gasoline, you have to be careful because you can't just put it out if it would destroy a industry. That's why that particular thing had to be controlled. There are lots of other ideas that we'll be talking about each week, but Genesis Marketing, remember, is when you take a product and you take it through every step until it gets to the market. Now, I gave you some of them, but there's some other things, too. You have to be in on the pricing. What should we charge? You have to be on what we call the positioning. Where does it fit? And what we call lanes, that means is there anybody already selling it out there and how much are they selling it for? Can I can I get in one of the lanes? Is there a lane open for my product? So you have the idea. You have the process of getting the idea on the market. 
you have potential clients, where would it fit? What industry would buy it? And how do I go about getting the industry to buy it? How can I make money from it? What does it cost to produce it, the production cost? All of those, every single thing that goes in there is what we call Genesis Marketing. Again, look up technology commercialization, and that definition really is the definition that is of Genesis Marketing. I'm your host, Dr. Mel Butler. You've been listening to Faces Going Places. And again, we want to thank our sponsor. We're 501c3, sponsored by the Bith Group Technologies. Caller, you are on the air. Artie, are you there? Are you there, Artie? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Doc? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I was just having a little battle with my cat. He is a spoiled, and he wanted to get on the air in front of you. I told him he couldn't do that. Because one, oh. he, he, yeah, he wasn't, he's not a Harlem wizard. How are we going to put him on the phone like that? That's funny, man. How y'all doing today? That's good to get to be on the air again. Hey, man, it's good. You got a bunch of fans waiting for you to come in town. Nice of you to call just to keep us updated on uh, where you are. Make sure you're still coming. I tell you, the little kids are parked outside the studio. They can't wait to see Artie. Man, they want to see everybody. Happy Bills for everybody. We're looking forward to it. I'm excited to come back to the place that learned so many values, man, Bowie State for life, man. Hey, Looking forward to it. you got a bunch of guys that play ball with you. They can't wait to see you come in town. And I tell you, it's going to be very, very exciting. We are looking forward to you coming, you know, being a native. You know, you're, you're, you're sort of our hero right here doing some good things. I mean, your book, the kids, uh, they love it. The schools that have been uh, endorsing it, they ask us and we say, yeah, go with it, you know, because they always call us when some, something comes in to make sure that we are on board with it. And uh, I tell absolutely not a problem whatsoever. So we want to see it get on the number one chart and see more people do it. As long as we know what's going on, we can help you out. And you have been doing a humongous job in terms of being an ambassador for uh, Bowie State University. Yeah, man, just trying to pay it forward, man. I, I've been blessed, man. I had a lot of adversity, you know, with family life, people being sick. Yeah, but, yeah. but overall, man, my life, man, I've been blessed with an abundance of love from all types of people, walks, like different backgrounds. So I just really want to pay it forward, man, and continue to try to break the cycle of hate and um, just ignorance and just killing, man. Like, we just need to love each other with a God pay love and, man, want people to win. Well, I think the world will be a much better place because there's so many nice people. Yes, but we don't is. highlight. We don't highlight the good as they say the good in the hood all over the hey, world. Hey, hey. Well, see, that's that, that, the party going. Right. See, Artie, that's what we work on because, you know, other cultures, they may have disagreements, but they still work together. And yeah, as, you, yeah. as you said, the key word, of course, is agape love. One of the things, uh, as long as I've been in business, uh, when I first came, like you said, you had hard times. People didn't know what marketing was 50 years ago. They had no idea. So they block what they don't know. And, of course, if they understood the real meaning of agape love, they'd know that's not something that you do. You can disagree. Yeah. Jesus disagreed with some of the guys that were following him. But he never yeah. turned away from him. He always did the job. And once yeah. we unite people like you taking your time all over the world, I mean, you're known. See, you're not just a national figure. You know, I remember when you were <laughs> you were up and coming and doing so much work that really you could have been branded almost two years before you started getting branding. But you but you honed your it's craft. All about, yeah. but it's all about it's all about God's time and just loving the process. Absolutely, man. I just think that's a point. A yep. lot of us don't want to go through the daily grind just to get to the point where you're ready to 
to walk in your walk, man. You gotta you gotta go through your grind. You gotta take your scrapes, your bumps, and and them dark days, and, and work on your craft. Whether you cook and clean or whatever your craft is, yeah. you gotta work on it by yourself when nobody yeah. looking. So that is so that is so true. Is. Well, you keep keep doing the good thing that you that you're doing. We're really looking forward to co- to you coming in, and uh, I know there are going to be some things that we're going to be able to do together, and let some of the people. We've got a special program that we're going to be doing for the community. It's called Millionaires in Training. And uh, yeah, we hope that you'll be able to tap, yeah, tap into that. Keep doing the good things, and we'll keep supporting your efforts and what you're doing. So uh, thank you for calling in, man. And I look forward to seeing you soon. It's going to be a slam-tastic. Right, well, 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 it's going to be slam-tastic. What did you say, Artie? I said we'll see you on the news tomorrow. Yes. Okay, yeah, I was just closing out by by thanking you for coming in. We kind of lost you for half a second there. But to thank you for the things that you do and tell you we certainly want you to be a part of what's going on in Baltimore when you guys are, are not here because it okay. is time for us to unify, get together, not worry about who's leading or who's doing this, who's doing that. But it's all about what are we doing for the kids, and we definitely want you to be a part of that movement. We expect right, to sounds, do that. Sounds good, man. Yep. HBCUs are live and well, and we got to make sure we keep it that way. So, uh, yeah. So let's keep it going, man. Y'all be blessed. Have a great week, and we'll see you on Friday. I mean, hey, I see you tomorrow, Doc, but I see everybody. You, you'll on see us. You'll see us soon and often. So take care, man. And again, give everybody our love, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye bye. Faces going places is a five hundred one c three that strives to promote youth empowerment through community unity and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. So this segment, we're going to talk about some of the things that we do that can help you out and why maybe if you don't have a nonprofit, a 501c3, you can get it put together. We have a couple of people that specialize in uh, just putting together 501c3s for people. Uh, we have uh, Stephanie Poplar and we have uh, Baba Jaha. They both specialize in uh, helping people put together 501c3, help you with the paperwork, help you with the getting the state certification. So again, just get in touch with us. And uh, we would uh, get you to somebody that, again, sponsored by that, that group again, the Bith Group, uh, Bith Group Technologies. They're our sponsors, and we're happy to have somebody that has such a high interest in our community to really be interested in what we can do as a group, what we can do as a community, and giving us ways that economically we can have a ladder that can help some of us get to the top. So I hope you're with that. If you are, we hope that you'll support us. Again, we are 501c3, charitable organization, 
So for your tax write-off, you know, you can make a donation to help somebody. We'd like to have some of you call in and maybe help some of the kids, you know, for the game that's coming up with the Holland Wizards. And by the way, we'll be doing several games with them. This is the first one. So we definitely want this to be a success, the first one going into our uh, next year. So, and guess what, folks? If you got somebody in your organization that knows how to play ball and you sponsor some kids, they might get a chance to play in the game against the Harlem Wizards because we put together the team that play these guys. And, uh, you know, it's nothing like the community being totally involved. And with the game, you are totally involved. If you don't know who they are, go to YouTube and look up HarlemWizards.com. And there's several little videos on there so you can see them in action. And remember, they only do fundraisers. So when you help, you are helping some young person, some young man, some young woman uh, get their soft skills polished, so to speak, because they already have some. But you will be a part of something that is a solution to a problem that we have existing, not only in Baltimore, but in many of the cities. So we know a lot of uh, people may not come out. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And they say they do this, they do that. Well, you know, I think that I, we don't get involved with a specific person, but any politician that's doing something in the community, they're more than welcome to call, come on our show, and we'll let the community know what you're doing and how you're accountable before you start running for the election. What are you doing before you uh, throw your hat in the ring or get in there? So does, if the community knows you, I think that you may have a shot. So everybody, if you're out there and you're a politician, you're welcome to come on Faces Going Places. Let your issues be known. We'll give you time to talk about what it is you are doing in the community and how you can better interact with the community leaders. We will also be having on the show some of the persons that run these community organizations. Um, you have a lot of them out there, uh, a lot of, um, they're 501c3s. I, we, we do a food giveaway, and I was amazed at uh, Vanessa, one of our uh, partners, has a big old truck. And I tell you, we gave away so much food the other week, and big old healthy-looking food. I wanted to eat some right there on the spot. And all you have to do is help people want to get involved. There are a lot of good people right here in Baltimore. And you call us, we'll tell you how you can get involved with something, some type of an event that you can help someone. And we will do fundraisers. We always need volunteers. We even need some volunteers for the Hall and Wizards game that's going to be at Bowie State University. And I'm hoping to have uh, one of the leaders, uh, the athletic director, uh, on the program. So, folks, if you've always wanted to help, and many people say they want to help, and we invite you to do something good for somebody. Uh, you don't, the feeling of exhilaration is super, super high for those people who do something that helps somebody else out. And working with Faces Going Places, working with the Bith Group Technologies, uh, working with the Sweat and Go, working with the Vanessa's program uh, as a travel person, and Baba Jahi has a travel uh, place also. And we're going to be introducing you to another one of our associates, and that's the National Black 
news, National Black Unity newspaper. That's a paper that's a national paper um, run by a man by the name of uh, David Murphy. And they have a newspaper that's national in scope with over 30 editors writing from all over the place, all over the United States. And they write these articles and it's all talking about the community, talking about how we can work with one another, partner with one another, help one another, be a resource to one another. And you, if you always wanted to do something, there's so many groups in Baltimore that are doing some very, very good things. We'd like to hook up with you or have you hook up with us so that we can see if we can't do some things together to the benefit of our young people. You know, you uh, people say that they want to help, but many times they only divide us more by the negative things that they are willing to discuss. You get a lot of people to talk about negative things. The phone is lit up all across the board if you're talking about negative things. Well, we would prefer the board not be lit up if you're going to talk about negative things. If you can't do anything about it, don't talk about it. If you're going to talk about it, then make sure you're doing something that will help straighten out the problem. Be a situation person, all right? Not a person that's running into trouble. Because only three things that can happen to you. You know, when people say, well, you know, I'm going into a situation. Well, if you're living, you're going to be doing one or two things. Either you're going to be just going into a situation, into a situation, or coming out of a situation. That's all you can do. But meantime, how about some solutions? Because the solutions are many. Well, my solution might not be the same as your solution. So you have, got to, you have to be willing to take a stand for things that you believe in or things that you don't like. If you don't like it, then you should change it. And that's my advice to you. We'll be putting together one of our seminars uh, we're going to have a short workshop on uh, the 14th of December. So again, to get more information on that, then you can give us a call at 443-650-2142. And I believe this particular seminar is going to be one that was sponsored by the National Black Unity newspaper. So... How about getting off to a good start for the 2020 season? I don't believe you should wait until 2020. I think in 2019, you should already know what you are going to do in 2020. And a little workshop will be helping people make those kind of decisions. I know some friends of mine that made uh, New Year's, uh, uh, what do you call them? I don't even know what they're called, but they, what they're going to do in the new year that it didn't do in the past year. If you didn't do it in the past year, it's probably you're not going to stick with it in the new year. So I say start the new year so that you are off to a good start. And remember, we had, I'm looking here at this uh, email we had, and somebody wanted to know why do we call what we do technology commercialization uh, in our private company, which is called Maker, M-A-K-E-R, the number two markets with a S, maker to markets. And what makes our company unique? Well, there are not many people in America that are in a private business that does the total commercialization process. It's a, uh, a big definition 
uh, description. If you go to Google and Google technology commercialization, it will give you the definition. But I will tell you some of the different products that we have been a part of the commercialization of those products. Number one is the Hummer. The auto, yes, the Hummer, the automobile that you see on the street. It is very, very ugly, by the way, but <laughs> that's not for us to judge, but it is ugly. Well, that came on the market because the military had a demand and they needed some vehicles because the Jeep had been around a long, long time and had been aging. So they put out a request for uh, this new vehicle. And the gentleman went, uh, minority gentleman, went over to the Congress and presented this a new vehicle called the Humvee. Humvee is what it was called. And when they presented it, they got kicked out of the Congress because they said they would never, certain people said that they would never fund that kind of research for a vehicle that would be done by minorities. Well, there was a man who was the Secretary of Defense, and he was a black man. His name was Clifford Alexander. And Mr. Alexander called over to the Booker T. Washington Foundation, where we were having a meeting, and asked if we would see these gentlemen. They came over. They showed us the vehicle, and it was awesome. It was going up hills and in mountains and in valleys and in water and out of water. And it was on, like on two wheels and still going. It was just unbelievable what it would do. And so we had the assignment. My office, the Technology Commercialization Center, had the, um, the privilege of interviewing him and evaluating whether that product could come on the market. Well, to make a long story short, it did come on the market. And it was the military was the first person that bought it. It was uh, put together in some underutilized Chrysler uh, places because Chrysler was in uh, bankruptcy with its car division. It was losing money, but the truck division was making money. And the military was the first one to buy it. And it was called High Occupancy Multi-Wheel Vehicle. And now... After some 30 years, the Hummer has been rated as one of the top 10 military vehicles of all time. So, there again, now you know the rest of the story. Next time we get together, we will tell you another one. But we want to thank you today for listening, tuning in, and listening to Faces Going Places. Again, our proud sponsors are, we're proud to have them as sponsors, that is the Bith Group Technologies and Mr. Robert Wallace. We thank you for the support of the show. Thank you for being a good community leader and sponsor. Folks, have a blessed day. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, 
Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.